I like to talk about Miramichi. I like to talk about sports. It's in my wheelhouse. We have hosted major midget Atlantics and then had our team ripped away from us thanks to Hockey New Brunswick. That still pisses me off. What I love about it is that you remember it one way, I remember it another, but we'll both remember it as The Run. Welcome to podcast number seven of The Run. Patty Quinn, Jerry Green joins me. Jerry, good to have you back. Always a pleasure, Patty. And we have Mark Noel, head coach of the Chatham Senior Iron. Mark, welcome. Nice to be here, Patty. It's uh, been a while, folks, uh, since we recorded a podcast. Uh, so Jerry and I have uh, lots of catching up to do, lots of housekeeping items to get out of the way, but we'll do that uh, later on. First of all, we're going to get Mark in and out of here. Mark's got uh, bigger fish to fry than hanging out with you and I here, Jerry. So uh, we'll get him on <laughs> <Don't> the way. That. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Mark. So uh, we're on a new season here. First and foremost, uh, let's uh, just give a quick 30 second once over on last year. You're heading into this season as reigning provincial champions. Hell of a run last year. Yeah, not bad. Um, you know, we, we uh, were pretty solid most of the way. We're, uh, I think, you know, um, pitching Frankie coming back, yeah. especially at the end of the year, really put us over the top. Yeah. And is it just me? And I've been very public about my disdain for all things Fredericton Royals, but is it sweeter when it's the Fredericton Royals on the receiving end? Uh, I just want to win. I don't care where we win, you know. I understand that. There, there's there's old rivalries and stuff, and that. But to me, I just want to win. What What about you? It's sweeter because it's the Royals. Well, I like the fact uh, two things about uh, winning the championship. They did so in Fredericton. They did so, and Frank was on the hill. So I like that too. First home game, fans, is not until June sixth. Uh, it's a special night. We'll get to that. Uh, you're you're away for a little bit first. Before we tackle the upcoming season, of course, with uh, the Nationals and all that, what's the word around the campfire and the other teams in the league? Charlottetown is back, which is great news. That's big news. That's that's great for the league, yeah, to have them back. And uh, um, I think everyone's going to be stronger this year. We're going to be stronger, but I think everyone's going to be stronger. So it's going to be it's going to be interesting. And when you say for folks who perhaps uh, don't follow it as closely as the three of us, it's good for the league to have Charlottetown in just Absolutely. another another team. Uh, just expand upon that. Well, uh, you know, a four team league, even for the fans, right? You're seeing the same teams yeah. all the time. You're every Thursday night. It's, you know, you're getting Moncton or Fredericton. Thank or, you. Um, but, you know, five teams and and Charlottetown like nothing happened to them skill wise they they right. just had a hard time numbers wise um and organization and they're they're back and they're going to be solid so you know, having not studied the schedule is it still the charlottetown making midweek games over here or are they are they going to be a weekend thing like st john is i believe they're doing weekends the i've never i haven't gone over the schedule no, like with okay. a fine tooth comb but uh no i i think it's mostly weekend double headers but and that's what you guys usually do when you go over to Charlottetown. Yeah, now, we've gone over, over uh, and I think someone may be going over there for a midweek game. Mm-hmm. Um, they usually have a thing in Summerside um, where they want to play a night game, a week, midweek game there. Uh, in Moncton, I think Moncton does that. Moncton goes over there. We've done it yes. once or twice. So I hate to be Debbie Downer here in all this, but uh, further to what you said earlier... Um Man, oh, man, if I saw the Moncton Fisher Cats one more time on a Thursday night, I was going to crack up. Uh, so this extra team just adds that whole other dimension to it. And But, you know, on the other hand, Patty, and, 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 you know, a lot of leagues try to build rivalries between teams. There's always been, I find there's a rivalry with Moncton Monc- and rivalry with Fredericton. I don't mind that on a Thursday night, either one of those guys in. I know I'm going to see a good ball game, so... No, and I totally get that. I'm not saying I mind it so much, Jerry. Yeah. It's just that a little diversity I guess. every now and again. Yeah. There, was a, there was a run of games last year 
where you didn't have to look at your schedule to see who was in town. You knew it was the Monk and Fisher Cats. Now, now, if either one of them was a soft touch, yeah, I don't want to go watch. Absolutely, either one of them was a soft touch. I, I was just going to say that the good news is they had a competitive team and it was it was good ball. Well, yeah. and, and the standings mean more now, right? Because you have that extra team, that extra series you have to play if you're in the four or five spot. Ah, so you know you're not you're not taking the approach while everyone makes a playoff. Well, you do, but you know what I mean. It's like okay, I got. Two series and that's it. If right. So, four or five, you got to play an extra series. So now you're trying to avoid that mini series as a right. right. Exactly. Let's talk about the imports. Jumping Jack Craft is back for uh, another victory lap here with the Chatham Ironman. Uh, he's a dandy, and I don't think uh, Mark. And correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think we saw the best of Jack Craft last time around. He was he was injured. Well, Jack, uh, he was coming like off of a broken leg, and right. I mean, mm-hmm. just freshly broken. Mm-hmm. And uh, he really, what you saw with him last year was rehab. Mm-hmm. Um, and and. Uh, yeah, he and he played great when he was here. So, um, you know, he's uh, he's definitely a big addition. Where are you thinking of putting him? Wherever he wants to play. Yeah. Um, well, he's a pitcher. He'll he's going to pitch. Yes. Uh, he's, he's got a great pitch. bat. Uh, and he's an outfielder. He, you know, we've got we've got lots of bodies and lots of talent. So. Um, we can move guys around. The other X-File, uh, and enlighten us, please, as best you can at this point in time, is Rhett Fesser is the second import. Yep. Yeah. Um, another lefty, Canadian, so he's good for, for natties. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, comes highly recommended. Um, you know, Kevin did a lot of scouting of, you know, we're clearly looking for a Canadian. Mm-hmm. Um, and Luke Cabert, actually, from Moncton, was the uh, pitching coach at PBA in Alberta. His name come up, and, and you know Kevin, of course, had all of his stats, and we sat and we looked at all these guys. and um, So we put a feeler out to, to Luke Cabert, and Luke said he would, he'll be one of the best in the league. The fact that uh, Fesser is Canadian means he's eligible for the Nationals. However, we have to give Kraft a, a, a back row seat on this one. Yeah, he's got to sit around, unless he wants to change his citizenship. Yes, right. Quickly. And Quickly. to a diehard fan who enjoyed Jarvis last year, the fact he's not back this year, things didn't just work out. We leave it at that. Yeah. Um, you know, he, uh, he, I believe he's in Europe. He may be there right now, I think, okay. playing, uh, um, you know, and, and that's a big loss. There's no, you know, there's no replacing a Jarvis. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is what it is. You know, he's a world traveler and uh, he's traveling. So you start on the road to start the season. Tell me who you're first starter is and who your second starter is and what your pitching staff give me the depth chart if you will well before you before you go there good question jerry are both imports here on day number one they'll be here yeah good go ahead um so the issue will be who's ready right um you know so um some of these guys have been throwing uh, they're at different places in their program um and uh you know sounds like a manager right Mm -hmm. he really does yeah (laughs) Yeah, guys listen to this right i want to be careful what i say Uh (laughs) next practice i'll be getting it yeah um you know so so we'll see where they're at i'm gonna i'm gonna guess it'll be one of the imports and shooter actually okay now and again you're you're throwing nicknames at us here shooter is courtney shane courtney yes okay yeah Yeah. okay and i pretty much leave that up to kevin kevin handles the pitchers and he tells me who's good to go and there's some inside information yeah yeah no he uh you know and he works with them you know and i basically just say who do we have tonight he tells me and then we kind of work the lineup based on on that no he he looks after that let's pump the brakes here for a second knowing you as i do a man of the game a student of the game both as a player, coach, been around the wire a few times. Have you ever in your life, and I'm going back to Jarvis here, because I used to sit up there in the booth from our lofty perch and go, holy shit, that's unbelievable. Have you ever seen a pitcher throw as little as one or two warm-up pitches and go, yeah, I'm good to go? I've never seen anyone deal effortless, effortlessly. Yes, you know yes. what I mean? Like he, he, like 
He doesn't need more than one or two pitches. Yeah, but the first time, you must have been in a fit. Well, because when you see a guy throw one or two pitches, you say he's hurt. Yes. That's what well, he's telling you. Right. I'm not good and, to go, coach. Right. So right. one or two, I'm saving it because I'm hurting and it hurts to throw. Right. You, like, he's clearly not hurt. No. Um, so you know, I, I don't understand it, but it was nice to see. Look, uh, with all due respect, there has been so many great pitchers, both homegrown and imports, but... After one year, he's in the he's in the conversation of all time greats. Oh yeah, and and you know there may be a day when he's back here. Yeah. yeah. Oh my. So yeah. does the term rubber arm is that a negative term for a pitcher? Is that a positive term for a pitcher? As a hmm. well, it, it, they tell us um, the word is that Fesser likes to throw and will like and likes to finish. He he wants to throw his seven innings and he wants the ball and you know the next day. Jarvis literally wanted the ball the next yes. day. Yes. Um, so you're saying you had to corral him? Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. Like, And because, again, you're thinking, okay, it's impossible for a guy to want the ball the next day, but it's also impossible for a guy to throw one warm-up pitch, and then, you know, so what do I know? Right. <laughs> if you had to go in the fifth inning and pull him out, would you have a knot in your stomach because you knew he was going to be... Oh, he would, he would just tell you he's not coming out. <laughs> would he give you the hand, like, don't even bother coming? Or uh, would you... well, he, The scowl, as soon as I left the dugout, the scowl would be on his face. It was well, almost like, what the hell are you doing out here? I don't remember you ever pulling him, did you? Like I said, when yeah. you go to the mound and he says, I'm not well, coming yeah. out, well, you know. Okay. I mean, there wouldn't be... Like, I can't remember him getting hit around right. i remember the, exactly. the i remember the mistake i made and washburn hit the hit the, the shot mm-hmm. right um in mm-hmm. fredericton where mm-hmm. clearly we should have walked washburn and i went out to have the discussion right and uh being the pitcher he is jarvis is uh, i can get this guy and i'm like no we're gonna walk him no i can get this guy you know, no, the, the move is to put him on, right? Yeah, but, but I, I understand that. But my what, ass doesn't even hit the bench and the guy's hitting it out of the park. Yeah, right? absolutely. But at the same time, you know what, Mark? That's a, that's a real flip of the coin because at the same time, it's Jarvis. You know what I mean? And right. he tells you, I, I can get this guy. You're, you're like, well, yeah, because 99% of the time he did. Well, right. he's never, right. there's no reason to doubt him. But again, um, and we had this conversation afterwards. It's, it's I'm the manager. That's my call. And if I left the dugout saying we should walk him, then mm-hmm. we should walk him. Yep. All right. So let me ask this question and let's take Jarvis out of the equation. Let's limit it to a blanket statement of import. Do you. Oh, boys, this is a this might be a loaded one. I apologize in advance. <laughs> let's assume you have Jerry Green, who's from Snowball Street in Chatham, which he is. And you have Jarvis from Southern California, which he was. Do you do you do you approach that trip to the mound any differently than depending on who it is? Uh, it, most times, to be honest with you, I'm I'm asking the catcher. I'm right. asking the catcher where where and, is he at, and what a great catcher that yeah. is. And you have one of the best. And Watkins will know, like you know yeah. what I mean. I can see if he's missing his spots, and you know if you're calling it in and he's missing out, then you know he's losing it. Um, you know, but you know for the most part, it's it's Jeff will give you the all right. So you know. so what are we saying there? Are we blame Watkins for the Washburn bomb, or no? They all <laughs> they all wanted to walk him ex- except for Jarvis. Yeah. Um, and again, and and you know, put you this way. If if that matchup came again today, I would put my money on Jarvis. I agree, hundred percent. So even though I left the dugout saying, "Okay, we're going to walk this guy," because that's the play, right? Mm-hmm. Just to um, set up the double play, or I think it was a double play situation. Anyways, I know there was a man on second. Where you know that was the the, the play was to walk him. Mm-hmm. So a fellow that's been here was here one season. He had quite an impression, didn't he? Oh. I mean, he in, in more ways than one. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. and I mean, he's an he's an entertainer. Yeah. He's you know. Um, but uh, he's he's a piece of work. <laughs> Did he help morale? 
Oh yeah, the, yes. the, the, like the players loved him. The, sure, the biggest, yeah. the biggest thing though is when he took the mound, you knew you were winning. Sure, yes, and you know what sure. I mean. And so everyone's batting average goes up a hundred points, and everyone's defense is. You know, what was he seven and one? Nine and two, right? Because, yeah, because well, you remember the game at home when he was going for Collins's record there, the ten and oh season. yeah, right, right. He, he finished up nine and two, right. Yeah. But ate a pile of innings, threw a pile of pitches, yeah. and had a shitload of Ks. Yeah. And then the other, and look at here we are focusing on Jarvis the pitcher, which is why he came. But he had a hell of a bat too. Yeah. 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 Like holy cow. Yeah. He uh, he. I think he texted Kevin the other day after he hit his first home run in in <laughs> yeah, Europe. There. Look. Yeah. So look what I can do. Sort I, of. I liked him from day one. He was a Giants draft pick, and I'm a Giants guy. Okay. So Fesser, Kraft, Courtney, Walls, 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 Neville, Frankie. And what's and and Frank has been a real uh, trooper for you for so many years. And the, I think last year the best part of winning, you asked, was it sweet to win in Fredericton? It was sweet to win with Frankie on the mound. Yes, right. yes. it was. Yes. Uh, and he deserved you know, it. It and and that was pretty much the approach. It was sure. like you know. Um, you know, he, he deserves the shot. And Jarvis was warming up, too, by the way. And, uh, and, and look, fast forward to this August, Mark, I would make the case, you know, that Frankie deserves this run, too. Now, whether you use him as a starter or out of the bullpen, doesn't matter to me. Frankie's on the downside, and I don't mean he's just, you know, got a young family. He's got some aches and pains. He's, sure. been, a, he's been a bulldog for Thrown you. Thrown hard for years. Thrown hard for years and, and played the game honest. Um, but you, you would have to figure that uh, he's going to put baseball in his rearview mirror before long. Well, he uh, – oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, he, he's going to prepare for – nationals that, like that that's it that's his you know what i mean like uh you know you most guys are preparing to make that run in in the playoffs right um it's a little different you know especially for him um that you know that nationals for all the guys nationals is the big thing but um he's going to time his sort of preseason and his season to be ready for nationals all right so players aside and this is your first uh trip down as a uh, head coach how how jazz are you to be playing in the nationals at home Scared, yeah. Uh, I, I get no, it. I'm, I'm, but but you'd rather be I'm, in Chatham I'm, than Cam Loops. I'm, I'm sort of joking. Yeah. Um, you know, well, I mean, there's going to be two thousand people there that are yes going to let me know. So if, <laughs> yes. you know, if we should have walked, uh, you know, and, 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 and in that case, I'm Mike Washburn, right? Um, you know, in this case, I'm slugger from BC. I'm sure they'll let me know. And the boys, they know who I am if they're listening in over your shoulder down the third baseline. They're you know they're diehards. Well, they let me know now. Absolutely. You know, so they'll let you know the game. They let, me, they let me know before I get out there. Right? I can get the lineup at Dinky Carter's store, or yeah. well, I guess it's Book Carter's now. Yeah, but, you know, in the morning. So, but again, that's that's part of it. Um, I would say Kevin Ferguson would love to have that kind of scenario at Memorial Field. Oh, absolutely. You know, no, what I mean? it's 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 you know, I'm joking when oh, I say hundred percent. You are. I it, get it. it. It's uh, you know, it's exciting. It's it's you know, and and here the nationals are a lot bigger than some other places. Yes, right in, in even big cities or whatever. Yes, in in you know in Chatham, it's a it's a huge deal, and everyone's invested, and you know, um, so. You know, I mean, there's always pressure to win. You want to win. That's what, mm-hmm. that's what we play for, right? All right. So let's uh, have a look at 2019. Uh, before we go around uh, for returning players, uh, there is uh, some cause for excitement. There's some kids uh, coming up from uh, the junior program. Yeah. We got uh, Mike McKay. And Mike yep. uh, Mike's going to get his time. And he'll play outfield and first base. Right. Um, we're, we're looking at scenarios, not, not so much platoon, but, you know what I mean, where we can uh, give a guy a day off or move a guy to a D8 spot. You know, with ease because Mike can play first base anywhere in the outfield. Um, 
Jake Cook. Um, yeah. You know, Jake has all kinds of power and runs like a deer. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and so we'll, we'll find some spots for him. We're going to get him back throwing again. Um, you know, he's had a bit of a blip there, but, uh, you know, he's, he's all, you know, he's, he's throwing at, uh, you know, in North Dakota. Um, he, he can throw, so we want to get him back to doing that. So down the road, he's one of our mainstays. Well, am I crazy or is McKay not a, a pitcher as well? Yeah, McKay throws. Um, you know, we have some depth. We have a lot of depth to say some depth mm-hmm. is, you know, I mean, if we're playing three, four games a week, we, you know, we're six pitchers deep and guys that want to go deep, you know, yeah. if you have Kraft and you have Fesser. So we're going to have to make some innings for some guys. You know? So then, to me, pitching is you need the pitching and you have some depth there, but we haven't talked much about, I remember the start of the season that Shane Courtney had last year. I, I thought, um, Pitched well and then mentally got his focus lost and then some base on balls and errors behind him. You remember that. But uh, he's finished the season so strong. Now we got Jamie Walls coming back. That's quite a foursome to have, especially if Fesser is what he is and we know what Kraft is and and you get Courtney coming back. So did Courtney coming back this year, do you think he was physically ready last year to to, to pitch and, and so forth. He lived here this year, so now you get to monitor what he's been doing. Well, he may have hurt himself last spring. He, he came in, remember, he, he moved here uh, right. before the season last year, and he, in the spring, he was out early and, and may have been a case of trying to prove to his new team what he had. Right. And, uh, and you know, then out of the shoot, he, was, he didn't seem right. But, of course, we had nothing to compare him to because right. he was new to us. Yep. And coincidentally, as Frankie picked up innings, as Frankie got into, you know, better shape, his arm-wise, um, and we could back Shooter off a bit. Shooter got a little bit of a rest here and there and then came around at the right time. I, I think he was hurting a little bit early on. Um, he had a great and, run at the end. Oh, no question. Yeah. And I think that's the shooter we're going to see. Yep. All right, Mark. So uh, back to the lineup now. So uh, McKay and Cook, we'll insert them from the Chatham Junior Ironman. Uh, any other new faces? That, uh, well, we... Robert Gallant is back. That's a huge Holy addition. Shit. He needed for... a shortstop. Yeah, yeah I you forgot know? about Gallant. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I mean, our, actually, before I came here, uh, I, I, was, I was going over a lineup. And I, we're still at a, I mean, Ori's leading off. Yes. And Charlie's nine. Right. That's all you know? And that's all I know right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, because if I look at the two, three, four, I could put any of those other guys in those spots. All right. So are we at, are we in a position? And uh, roll your eyes and I'll move on. Are we in a position to go around? First base, if, if there was a game tomorrow night, Leggett's at first base? Uh, I would say, yeah. Okay. Second base? Charlie. Okay. Short Nelson. is Gallant. Keating's at third. Uh, Watkins behind the plate. Yeah. And then left to right is interesting because... Well, it depends on Jack, if Jack's pitching or okay. whatever, right? And then you have the DH position. But, I mean, it could be any mix in the outfield of uh, Dixon, Cook, uh, Levi, you know, McKay, Cook, Levi, Kraft. Um, and the beauty is, um, I think with the exception of, of uh, Dixon, every one of those guys can play center field. So how do you manage that so everyone's good to go come August? How do you, how do you get in everyone enough at-bats, enough plate appearances, enough innings? Um, if everybody's healthy, yes. Well, because you, because you're going to have some depth. Now. I, I, not not they're going to be pissed off at you. That's the wrong term. But there are guys that are going to want to play when they're going to say, "Hey, Cook, uh, I'm going this way today." But well, and and I mean, everyone wants to play, which you want. Sure. You know, I don't want anyone who doesn't want to play. But we also these are these are you know these are grown men, and, and they also men, have yeah. jobs, and they yeah. have you know, and and so some of them um, will come. You know, I tell them 
listen, if you have a day where you're not 100%, we have lots of guys yeah. that want to play. So be honest and, and be honest with your teammates, right? Right. Um, so if there's a night that you yeah. should sit because you've had a rough day at work or you're you know, you're up on a roof all day, putting, you know, putting a roof on somewhere in 30 degree temperature. Yeah. Um, let us know. And, you know, and, and they're, they're pretty honest with that. We've had guys, you know, probably three or four times last year, we had different guys say, not tonight. Mm-hmm. And, you know what I mean? And, and some people look at that and say, oh, well, you know, he's not a player. No, he's a team player. Mm-hmm. He knows that there's a guy behind him that can play. And uh, so it, we're, we're good that way. Yeah, I like that. I like that, too. Um, and I'm going back to a question I started a while ago. Uh, what's the word around the campfire? Let's let's do it in order. Munkin, how are, what's what are they saying? I saw Hickox on a show on Rogers the other day. He says he's got a good team. Yeah, I, I honestly I think every team has gotten better. Um, you know, because don't forget a place like Moncton is a strong junior program. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you know they don't have to like, you know they, they bring up those guys from junior and, and, a, and a great intermediate program out yeah. there in Dieppe as well. Right. So so they're they're going to be strong. And I mean St. John. Well, uh, you know cases. Oh. Right. So you you put Case and Gailey and, and Jensen. Thank you. Like right right <laughs> you know, away. You know what I mean? But I mean, the, the beauty of that is last year, we faced everybody's gun for, for whatever it was yeah. because we're the Chatham Ironman, I yeah. think. You know, yeah. we, we face everyone's gun. Sure it is. Um, so, you know, okay, we're going to see everyone's gun again, mm-hmm. whatever. And we've got we've got some of our own. So And is uh, the Royals, uh, Peterson gone for good? Or is he doing another victory lap? Or what's the word there? Well, you never really know. Yeah, do you? to be determined. Um, yeah, um, I, well, he's probably they have a six foot seven pitcher. Don't they have a pitcher that's six foot seven? They have uh, yes. What's yes. his name now? Six I can't foot remember. seven. He's six foot seven. Holy yeah. shit! And Kramer. Right? <laughs> Kramer. We, you never know when Kramer's showing up. So yeah. you know when he does, he does. All right, so let's not tip hands here. But okay, you brought him up, so I'm going to dive. I'm going to tackle you on that one. Case, of course, as little as two months ago, is in the J system, Triple A. Tell me that he's on the bulletin board of people to call here for the third week of August. Well, I mean, he's Canadian and he's, you know, in our league. So I'm <laughs> no. that, that's yeah, as that, much that, as... That's that, that, your question. And I get it. Okay. So yeah. the number one question I have gotten, uh, Mark, uh, just in my travels, and I have no inside information. I keep telling people that. But is there anything that would prevent him from playing in the Nationals because he's so close from being removed from pro ball? And my quick answer is no. I can't recall any stipulation there uh, i i think you just have to uh be reinstated as an amateur so in order to play i mean once he's cleared to play in the league yeah. i mean then he's so once you're off the payroll and you get your card to play you're good to go uh, i'm a, yeah as far as i know that that's uh all right so works. again looking at august and let's assume and you're holding your cards close to your chest and i respect and admire that but look at let's assume case gets a call in case it commits to come I mean come on like it's just it, the moon and stars are lining up you're on home you got your own bullpen that's jacked and then you add that and then a couple of guys from charlottetown and points beyond will be getting a call i likely so i mean you, you got to be near giddy with excitement here yes <laughs> <laughs> well it, it's a long way away and anything can happen and you don't know about injuries or anything like that that you know unforeseen knock on wood but you know you it, man it, right now you ever no, boner killing you ever no, boner killing this conversation no, that's but, what I mean, he's thinking but the, too. Other, the other thing is is you don't want to speak too early right. and a guy if a guy's not having a great year because there are options right right there are so many options this year that we don't have to take a guy based on his reputation exactly i get that right? okay so yes. look at maybe i'm more okay i respect that i'm going for the heart here and you're going with your brain and i respect that and you got team green over there for well half. i'm half and half yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right uh so let's, let's talk about that game on june 6th and uh, i i walked into 
And Jerry, you may be hearing this for the first time, but June 6th, of course, is the 75th anniversary of uh, the D-Day invasion. God bless the North Shore Regiment. And so fill the folks in because it's wildly interesting. So, um, yeah, our students were doing research um, on different soldiers and and, uh, people in the North Shore Regiment that they were going to honor when we are in Europe um, in June. And they came across pictures of the North Shore Regiment uh, winning the Canadian Army Baseball Championship. Jesus. And, of course, it's all Chatham names yeah. and, you know, Miramichi names. Right. And, and they're looking at them. And actually, Heidi, Heidi Ryder, our principal, um, she's also going on the trip. And she got looking at that saying, well, we should do something at an Ironman home game. And me, being the idiot I am, said, well, no, I don't think we can do anything because our first home game is June 6th. Right. And she just kind of laughed at me and said, well, June 6th. Uh, yeah, that's the anniversary of D-Day. And you're a history buff. Uh, yeah, and uh, now I'm going to be in Europe. I'm yeah. not going to be at Ironman Park that yeah, sure. night. Um, a little background there for folks. You, yes, by day, you're, uh, you're an educator at James <laughs> and Pimmel Memorial High School, and you're going on a once-in-a-lifetime trip with uh, a handful of students. Yeah, we're taking, well, from the district, I think it's 150 yes. students. Yeah. 150, uh, that's a handful. 40, 40 from James M. Hill. Yeah. Um, and so, actually, myself and Charlie, our second baseman, um, we're going to be over there. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're uh, cooking up. Um, Greg's been over at the school talking to the kids, and we're, uh, we're going to have a group of kids who are not going on the trip who have taken it upon themselves that they're going to coordinate something at the park that night. Um, and uh, there will be, you know, first pitch kind of things with family members, we're thinking, and, and a static display of um, things. I- interesting, uh, someone, I think Brandon Savage, sent us mm-hmm. a nine-second video clip. Oh. Of the North Shore Regiment ball team. Are you kidding me? In nine seconds, and it just pans over the the guys, and it shows them all throwing their load, their equipment on the ground, and, and and are they playing overseas? Is that what you're? Yeah, they're they're they're. Uh, so they, they won actually, this championship in more time over there. If if you read it, and uh, so I've read so many things, I'm trying to think where it is. It's very interesting. Like they they show up for first of all, they they're pitted against. I think it's a team from BC. Um, who they're not supposed to beat, obviously, because right. they're just right to North Shore from mm-hmm. nowhere. Right. Um, they uh, they beat them, and uh, so they they're pretty excited. They just won the Canadian Army Championships, and then they are told a couple of days later that no, no, it's the best two out of three. <laughs> and uh, so they go back, and the, and when they go back. Um, they're looking for the field. They're looking for the stadium or wherever they're going to play. And they see there's thousands of people in this one stadium. So they said, well, someone go in there and t- see where we're supposed to go because clearly it's not here. Right. Um, but that's where they were going. And, of course, all the Army top brass and everything was there because they were supposed to lose. But uh, we won. I say we. Um, you know, no. they, they won again. Right. Um, and so that solidified it. They were the Canadian Army champs. And, and off the top of your mind, uh, largely Chatham names and, uh, and names we're familiar with in this general vicinity? I'm thinking names like uh, Ned Wrigley and right. Harold Daly. Right. And, uh, right. And I shouldn't do this because I'm going to forget names. No, no, but, no. But um, and, the, you know, and the kids are researching all of these guys. And, and it's 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 really, really interesting. And it, it makes it real, right? It's... Mm-hmm. it's um, now, the sad part about that is we are going to be visiting the graves of some of these guys um, that morning. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's not all, you know, 
Fun and games. Fun and games. No, yeah. absolutely. Well, it's a hell of a trip, and uh, it's a hell of a feather in the cap of the Ironman to uh, take the time to uh, acknowledge that here on the 75th anniversary of uh, D-Day. Is there anything else we should jam in here, Jerry? Oh, this could go on all night. <laughs> oh, I know. We covered the league. We covered the lineup. We covered... Uh, How are you? You got a long you know, the past. We covered you? the future. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm good. Okay, I'm you're good. 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 Yeah. We covered everything. I probably have a long but, but. You know, we, As you say, we could talk forever, but you know, we could dive further into... You know, the whole what they've been doing up until this point. They've been, you haven't been outside yet, right? No, we're hoping to get outside this, this week. You know, um, you know the, the, the park is, uh, it's having some work done to it and stuff, so we don't want to mess around too much there. But we're kind of tired of being in the gym. So, um, sure. you know, you look at the facility we have oh. at, the, at the Golden Hawk back there, you know, not everyone has that. No. You know what I mean? I mean, we, we're, we may be small, but. Um, what do you, you mean know. by that? You well, have... I mean, two batting cages, yeah. three indoor okay. mounds, yeah. you know, all kinds of hitting tees. And, and well, you know, I yeah. mean, let's couple that with the beauty that is Ironman Field. And you're you're the envy of 90 percent of senior baseball in, in the country. Yeah. I, Ironman Park is, is it's just a special place. I, I, I go up there in the summer and just, you know, piddle around a Absolutely. little bit. And, you know, it's just uh, and we have our students there. And you know, it, it's just it's it's got a. In essence, about it. And, mm-hmm. and the other thing, let's give them credit because they've done a hell of a job in the last handful of years. The quote unquote B field in most national tournaments is just that a B field, but this is like 1A. That, that field is so well kept. It yeah. is so well maintained. And that's right, that's half the battle right there. Off the field. They put on a show. Yeah, you know they're they're they have wicked volunteers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Their hall second to none. Uh, uh, their their facilities, canteen and barbecues, like they they do shit right. Yeah. Oh yeah, and and in the nationals, it's it's nice to be able to say you know this this park is being looked after by a group of people who are quite capable. Yeah, you know what I mean. And right. and and, and uh, you know they, they you don't need people running up there telling them what to do. You just yeah. basically give them the schedule. Autopilot. Boom. Yeah. You know what I mean, Mark? You got it. With all due respect, you got a few more trips under your belt than Green and. <laughs> I hear, but I would say that Waldo Henderson rivals most A fields and other towns. Oh, yes. yes, and I'm, I'm across the country. You know, I mean, um, doing selects and things. Uh, yeah, the, that field is A one. That, mm-hmm. that field is, like you say, it would be the number one field in a lot of places. Yeah. All right, so let's put a cap on the senior here. I just want to get your uh, thoughts on this here. I did a little fundraiser a few weeks ago for the Miramichi Twins. Uh, they call it U eighteen now. It's midget in my <laughs> world, but uh, you know how it goes. Uh, and it's David Hale and his crew yeah. and Vinny Lane and Chris Walsh and uh, uh, well Joey's gone to junior now but um, Savoy that is um, they're off the Nationals and just and the midget program was uh, your baby for a while but uh, how healthy is minor baseball you're on the top end of her now and you're yeah. seeing uh, a couple of kids come up uh, are we in good hands here well uh, not to pat myself on the back but I'm, I'm going to do this we, we, remember when Chatham and Newcastle combined yes I was the president i guess of chatham minor ball yes and the fact that i didn't get run out of town is a miracle yeah but that was something that had to happen it did happen and you know not that it was because of that but like the growth of baseball Mm -hmm. our inner city league in mosquito our rally cap programs and you know i mean we have big numbers you do, um, yeah, okay. and uh, and uh, you know, and you know what we have? We have a lot of volunteers, mm-hmm. um, so that we can have those big numbers, and right? Good facilities, and and we have the facilities. You know, mm-hmm. you take the Gretton Green fields and and the the Tim Hortons fields back there, and um, you know, and uh, you know, it, 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 so when you have sixty kids on one night, um, you know, we we can we have the, the volunteers and the facilities, and 
Am, am I crazy or in year one? No, you crazy. But, uh, in you year know. one, maybe year two as well. Was there not two? There was not a Twins red and white at the midget program? Yeah. Like there was a, a bevy of kids at that point in time. Yeah. They, uh, I mean, the, the issue when we did that was because the, the numbers were down and they were uneven. In other words, you know, uh, Newcastle at the time might have eight yeah. and Chatham may have six. Right. Well, neither of you can have a team. Right. You know, so the math caught up right, right and, there. And then, but once you got through that sort of hump, um, you know what I mean? You, 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 the numbers were there coming up through and, um, you know, and, and they've just continued to grow. I mean, it's, it's, and, you know, let's not kid ourselves. The Jays, when the Jays win, there's more registration than minor mm-hmm. ball. Absolutely. The Jays, by the way, again, you know, to their credit, they came to Miramichi last year for right. their camp. Yeah. They're coming again this year right. because. They saw big numbers. They saw a nice facility. They saw, you know, all kinds of people willing to help them sort of set things up. Yeah. And so when they said, well, we're coming back to New Brunswick, well, it's like, well, we're going to Miramichi. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, it's a, it's a pretty good um, growth right now. So. so when you threw that out initially at meeting number one, was there some stern looks? Hey, here's what we should do. About. Amalgamating? Uh, oh, yeah. It, it, it was. You know, we had to drag people kicking and screaming. But when you put the numbers out there, mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, it's about the kids. The kids need a place to play. So it's only when that emergency sort of come up where well, we can't have. Remember, even before we did that, they had to combine to make a team. I think it was in Bantam. I remember Daryl McKay and I having a discussion. Right. We they, they In order to have a team, they had to combine. And uh, I think that was in Bantam. And. You know, the numbers were uneven, like one side of the river would have big numbers and the other side, you know, less numbers in one age category. And then it might be the reverse in the other. You know, I mean, it just it was time. Well, the, the credit to yourself uh, who uh, shepherded that one in is uh, the proof is in the pudding. Your numbers have grown exponentially since uh, the top end hasn't been affected. And the bottom end's picking up and there's more kids playing baseball and ain't nothing wrong with that part of my poor English. Well, if, if, if you mm. look at like when they have the inner city, I mean, in Mosquito and I, I shouldn't be talking because I'm not exactly sure the numbers, but I, I believe they're talking four teams five teams like like you have right you have like triple a and then either an a or double a and then three or four inner city teams mm-hmm. that's a lot of kids for a small community mm-hmm. like um you know so something's going right all right mark thanks for your time we appreciate it and uh, best of luck in the 2019 season and uh let's do this again uh oh let's go mid-schedule how's that <laughs> right now well we have deal. to do it again yeah absolutely okay. yeah deal and once again, thanks to uh, head coach of the Chatham Senior Ironman, uh, Mark uh, Noel. Again, Jerry, uh, Mark has left now and he's uh, carrying on and you and I remain here. But tell me you're not super excited about the upcoming season. Oh, no. Just uh, if you just run the lineup and the, uh, the, the depth of the pitching staff through your head and think, oh, my, this, this could be real good. If everybody is what they uh, are projected to be mm-hmm. in regards to the quality of pitchers, you know, with Fesser being a left-hander and Kraft coming back and familiar with the league, familiar with the area. Courtney got another year under his belt. Jamie Walls coming. Just pitching staff. And then the lineup that you had outside uh, uh, before, and then you add Gallant to that and throw Kraft out and left at times. 
I mean, that was one of the things I felt last year, Patty, was, you know, uh, and God bless Chris Keating and put him at shortstop. He's, he he wasn't comfortable there. He, no, he's, he's a third, a third baseman. baseman. Yeah, 100%. And we always had some difficulty in that in that regard. Uh, uh, Robert Gallant comes back, and he's a bona fide shortstop that can hit. And I thought uh, Molson down the stretch was performing well at second base and hitting well in the bottom half of the order. You know, just uh, you put all that into your head and shake it about, and it seems like... Like it's uh, you know blending pretty well. First home game fans is uh, June sixth. Mark it on your calendar. It is just around uh, the corner. All right, here's where we play catch up. Thanks so much uh, too. Now just to go backwards to everyone who has uh, taken the time to either download, uh, subscribe, or stream directly uh, the run. This is uh, episode uh, number seven uh, with uh, Jerry and Mark. Jerry joined me on number one. We had Ryan Summers. Uh, Jerry was back on uh, number three. Then Kevin Bowles. Was I? Yeah. Then Kevin Bowles with his ridiculously encyclopedic <laughs> memory. <laughs> Josh McCormick, uh, who was yeah, a tremendous a guest, yeah. and uh, Sonny Newman, our most recent guest. So thanks to everyone uh, who took the time to listen. Now, the number one thing I hear, and let's just uh, clear the air a little bit mm-hmm. here. The number one thing I hear is that uh, sometimes it's not timely enough, and you may have overlooked something that was right. of significance. Here's the fact of the matter, folks, and I'll play all my cards. I put uh, all six of those episodes in the tank some time ago as we felt our way around what we were trying to achieve here. So we're going to mm-hmm. try and be more timely moving forward, and uh, you know we'll get some uh, topical information in here so that said thanks for your notes uh joey savoy comes to mind sent me a picture of uh one of the ticket stubs uh, from some of those games another lady sent me a, a picture of a program and uh signed by all the players so uh look at it we're going to talk uh, old times we're going to talk present times and all things in between so thanks again uh for listening in and and let's say officially that we will and it was one of those again one of those teams that really took the community uh, by storm mm. and it, shortly after i appeared i don't know if it was in episode one or episode three i get cornered on the street and i won't say by who mm-hmm. say what are you why don't you talk about those 92 rivermen okay. what about them and i say we would dedicate a show to them because it was it really took the community by storm oh. how that year went and how what good how a good quality young uh, uh local team that went all the way to the what in this called then the Wrigley back then. Are we, are we doing this now or no? No, okay, I, okay. I say we need to dedicate. Okay. The, and I say we will do a show. Yes. So be patient. We will do a show. And I'm glad you just uh, sparked my memory there too. The other thing too, and we've been called out a few times. And hey, I understand it. It's totally fair. Let's keep the information coming. And the your your comments, yes. thoughts, and questions are always welcome. Believe you me. But yeah, you know what? We're going to butcher a name here and there. Yes. We're going to mess up a year. We're going to mess up a series. It happens. We're going. We're flying by night here. We literally have nothing in front of us other than microphones and two cups of coffee here and we'll give victor and uh, jody a little plug over at uh, creative grounds so we're going purely from memory yes so bear with us here folks and yeah no we're not going to get everything right uh, but uh, if, if but nothing else that's it, what makes it fun though but if you, you remember what you remember like you say in your intro you remember what you remember i remember it a certain way right. and we might get names wrong or, or certain dates wrong but it's all fun all right so in no particular order let's play some catch up here uh, with uh, some of the things that have happened since last we recorded uh, an edition of uh, The Run. First and foremost, uh, the Miramichi Timberwolves, unfortunately, missed uh, the playoffs this year, had a little run and gun down the stretch, and it was uh, up and down with uh, St. Stephen. St. Stephen gets in, St. Stephen goes down, St. Stephen moves, moves to Fredericton. Like, <laughs> yeah. figure that out. 
And from what I can tell, I don't think the, the, the mayor or the council or the, the town itself knew that what was going on. Is that what you is that what, Here, what here's, you noticed? Here's what I extrapolated from that. I, I think extrapolated. And, and I don't know if this is any great. Certainly just going from what I read in the uh, paper right. down there. Uh, you're right. Uh, McCachron, I think, is his last name. Uh, uh, the mayor down there in St. Stephen. I forget his first name. Doesn't matter. But I'm, I'm almost 100 percent certain it's McCachron. It, it appears as though from the comments I've read and heard that. Uh, the owners, whoever they are, uh, I don't want to say panicked, uh, but they did not solicit the support of city council. And McCachron has gone on the record of saying, look, I could have made a couple of phone calls, maybe relax a little bit yes. of the uh, fees of the uh, town of St. Stephen charges or, or, or some formula therein that perhaps would have kept uh, the St. Stephen Aces in St. Stephen. What I find interesting in it all, if I may, you ready for this? Yeah, I, I find it a shame. You know what? If there's 150 to 300 fans there. Right. Blow town. Yeah. But that's not the case. This no. is in, in our time. And we're coming on 20 years. When I say we, Miramichi Timberwolves are coming on 20 years. In our time, this is the, and I, I got to choose my words right here. This is the team that has been the best supported by fans who has relocated. Now, if the business yes. community just isn't what it is in St. Stephen, maybe they're on a little downturn. I don't know. Great rink. Great, Great rink. rink. And you know what? I would make the case the rink needs a tenant of that magnitude. Yes. To drive people to it. to get So the, there, that's where council and mayor will, would really right. take the bull by the horns. I, I would have, uh, they uh, likely would have done the dance, so yes. to speak. I don't want to tip my hand too much, but that was cooked well before St. Stephen. Patty, I was, it was a, a six weeks before that Absolutely. announcement was weighed. I was at a Wildcat game and I had scouts telling me that. Yes. Uh, so St. Stephen's moving on. Yes. Well, I have, not that I know of. I have a mutual friend to both you and I who lives in Fredericton who, uh, texted me one day and said, hey, did you hear that we're getting a Junior A franchise from St. Stephen? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, holy shit, we're fighting tooth and nail here. Well, to get into the for playoffs. a while, for a while, Patty, the rumor was there's a team moving to Fredericton and they thought Miramichi. And people said, are the Timberwolves moving? Again, I'm in Moncton. Yeah, yeah. So goes, are the Timberwolves moving? Gee, not, no, not that I know of, yeah. but I can't, I'm not in the inner circle, but... And it ended up being St. Stephen. All right. So let's uh, and we won't uh, bash this into the ground too much. And I I bit off a little bit more than I can chew the other day. I uh, was confronted. uh, Well, to confront is not the right word. (laughs) Yes, it was. Uh, A counselor from the city of Fredericton cornered me and uh, said, what do you think about uh, Fredericton getting a junior A franchise? And I kind of went off. Uh, But here's the thing. And I will say this. And uh, I'm an open book. I understand this. uh, Fredericton fans. I hope it works. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I 100% hope it works. It's a close game for us. There's obviously uh, wonderful sporting connections between Chatham, Fredericton, Chatham, Marysville, Newcastle, Miramichi, Fredericton, whatever. The corridor between Route 8 has been well-traveled with many of sport teams on all chosen fields of play. So I hope it works. I love the fact they're going with Red Wings. I love that classic name. Mm-hmm. I love the logo. Their, their, their Facebook website, Instagram, and Twitter accounts are bang on. They're, they're a, so far, so good. They're a professional yes. franchise. There's some familiar names behind the mm-hmm. scenes. Um, so I hope it works. But I will say this. The Maritime Hockey League, and bear with me, folks, and uh, I hate to be their curmudgeon amongst us, and I've been called out on this. The Maritime Hockey League has not worked well in the big towns. Charlottetown is gone. Seven teams in our 19 completed seasons, soon to be 20, have left Metro Halifax. Dartmouth, Halifax, seven. Seven. Mm -hmm. Uh, Moncton Dieppe, there's two. Mm -hmm. Gone. There's a reason they're not in Sydney. There is a reason they're not in St. John. Um, Tried those years ago and it blew up in their faces. And it's no one's fault. It's just fact of matter when you have many options. Now, here's the good news. And I had the kindly counselor uh, set me straight on this. And you likely know this, and I had long forgotten about it. Uh, UNB, I mean, to me, if you and I have uh, 
10 to $15 to buy a ticket. Are we going to a Red Wings game? Are we going to a UMB game? Likely we're going to a UMB game. Here's, here's what I got enlightened on here, and here's why I uh, eat a little crow. Only 14 home games for UMB. Oh, yes. It's a limited schedule. And because they're student-athletes first as they bill it, they mm-hmm. have this god-awful break, and I totally get it. But if you're a hockey fan, they have this Christmas yep. break that yep. takes you Huge. from pretty much the 1st of December into the 1st of January yeah. where you don't have a game. Right. Where, meanwhile, I look back at the Timberwolves schedule, I think we were home four, if not five times in the month of December. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Can I, and can, can, perhaps, can, I don't think... I could be wrong on this. Uh, UMB primarily plays Friday, Saturday at home, wouldn't it right. be? Yeah. Don't play during the week. No. Where the Maritime Junior Hockey League mm-hmm. could, and maybe mm-hmm. Fredericton's going to have a niche there. Maybe Wednesday night's their night. Right. You know, just like Edmonton has a, a certain night that they like, and Campbellton likes Friday nights, and and uh, and uh, Grand Falls likes a certain night. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe there's there's a there's something we don't know about the town of Fredericton, and like they have like a midweek game, perhaps. I've been in both rinks. Uh, the other thing I likely would have done were I there, and obviously the Brain Trust in Fredericton knows more than I do, so what do I know? But I likely would have gone over to the Willie O'Ree versus the Grand Harvey and went north side just to give myself a shot because then you're the game in town on the north side of the city. That's sure. that's a theory there. Yes. Now, the other thing is, and look at Fredericton will be successful in and of itself automatically because they have all the current former aces, if that makes any sense. They have the list, as you know, and you know what I mean when I say that. Plus, you have FHS, you have Leo Hayes, and you have the Fredericton Caps over there. So, you know, say they had three kids from each of those teams. There's nine. Then you mm-hmm. backfill with a couple of former aces, and then you go and get Jerry Green from wherever and Patty Quinn from wherever. You got yourself a hockey team. Well, this is not an expansion franchise. No, no. We've seen in the past where there's been some good hockey players that are going to, that have left midget and are going to university right and won't make the varsity reds but right. they're there at school and want to still play hockey well there's the other thing god yeah. knows who's up the hill at either right. umb or st thomas yeah 100 so understand this they can just be free agent walk-ons and i yes i hope it works mm-hmm. i think there will be a honeymoon period i get it i think you're going to be off to a rip-roaring start um maybe a year or two or three but it's over the long term that will matter in this uh, particular league so we'll close the file right. on that the fredicton Red Wings will be in Miramichi at uh, some point in time. Next uh, topic that we got to catch up on, this Kraft Hockeyville scenario was Mm -hmm. just on a whole other level. And uh, for all the right reasons, these people got together to rally their communities behind uh, an unfortunate summer in 2018. It was just an unbelievable summer in uh, the Renews, Coryville, Blackville area, greater Blackville area, as they would say up there, upriver to us down here. They get behind this uh, Kraft Hockeyville. The Tom Donovan Arena needs a little TLC. That's no secret. Well documented. Gosh darn it. Don't they go and win it? $250,000 cash, real money. And then, of course, uh, the Montreal Canadiens and the Florida Panthers. That has been confirmed and announced. They will be playing a game in our general vicinity. What does um, that mean? Well, it's... I know. You don't know what it means. We don't know where it's going to be. No, there's a lot of moving parts. Okay, uh, so let's say... Sorry to interrupt. Let's say there's nothing in central New Brunswick that it could uh, be approved by Kraft Hockeyville to hold the NHL game. What would you think about if the game was played in Bathurst? I've always been of this opinion. I don't care where it comes. I care that it comes. Yes. And I trust that the NHL... We'll do it right. And so let's let's assume the game is in Bathurst. Okay. There's going to be X amount of tickets allotted to the winning community. Right. The same could be said if they go to the Avenir Center in Moncton. Outwardly, it would make the most sense if you're the NHL to go to Moncton or Bathurst because you can get more people in there. The facilities are 
you know, Moncton's got brand new. I mean, it's the envy of the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, if not the entire uh, CHL. Um, Patty, there has been smaller facilities I've seen with Hockeyville. I know. That have hosted that is smaller than the Miramichi Civic Center. But I feel like you're taking me down the garden path here and you want me to say something that I can't say. No, I'm not going to say that. But we don't know if if the Civic Center has been approved or not. So we're, we're... we're not sure if it's been approved for whatever reasons in their criteria. I don't know. I'm going to say there's a better than 90% chance that this game is going to happen at the Miramichi Civic Center. Okay. Well, that's, that's super positive. Absolutely. That would be excellent. That would be the best scenario possible. Absolutely. And it will be done right. It's the NHL, for God's sakes. It will yeah. be done right. And it will be done right on a local end because the folks up in Renews are fantastic. I, I don't want to start throwing names out because I'll forget some. Yeah. Uh, but And I don't know if you've had the pleasure of ever meeting him. I met him for the first time through this process. Uh, Mr. Singleton, they call him Bucky Ray. I'll call him Mr. Singleton out of sheer respect. He is the kind of the, the overseer, the caretaker, uh, the jack of all trades at the uh, Tom Donovan Arena and Renews. This guy has stretched dollars, Jerry, like you wouldn't believe over the years, trying to hold it together. And to see his face the night that the Gary Bettman flipped over that card mm-hmm. and said Renews, New Brunswick, was just unbelievable. So uh, the, the point I'm trying to make here is if he's had no money and held it together, Imagine what the man and his crew are going to do with $250,000. And to put a cap on that, just unbelievable. And well, to have been there on that particular night at the Renews Rec Center, I thought for sure we we're going to need another fundraiser on the spot because I thought this building is going to come down right now because when they flipped that card over, I'm telling you, the walls were shaken mm-hmm. and the floor was shaken. What I'll remember the most, of course, was the lead up to that point, the, the starting point of where you get to vote, because that's what it was all about. Mm-hmm. It was all about the votes. Mm-hmm. And I really like to see what the grand total was, because I've never seen it's a phenomena that you'll never maybe see again. Everybody that you talk to. Here, Logieville, Basin, and wherever, yes, we're locked in. We're locked in and voting all day, uh, or for those thirty-six hours, every hour they could, they were on doing it. And we, you know, there was a there was a a, a joke tweet or something about uh, those symbols that we had to go through to get that done, and so that you weren't a um, robot. You weren't a robot, right? <laughs> But it was such a phenomenon. Everybody, anybody you talked to and everybody involved in that 36-hour period were zoned in on making their votes count. And that's what really it all came down to. And it was such a phenomenon. Well, here's the proof in the pudding. Uh, I visited uh, my mother and father. As a matter of fact, my birthday was along that uh, corridor. So we went for a little bite to eat. And uh, they were like, how do we vote? Yeah. Uh, you had called me. Uh, one of your family members uh, was wondering how to vote. Uh, and I think the province helped. I think everybody oh. in the province, because uh, Craft Hockeyville had not been won in this province. All other maritime provinces, including Newfoundland, PEI, Nova Scotia, had all won before. Well, here's and New it. Brunswick had never. Uh, right. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll one-up you on that one. I, I, do, I, I think it was a maritime thing, an Atlantic Canadian thing. I think they were all behind Perhaps. There, yes. was, there was tweets flying from everywhere. And everyone, yeah. the other thing is everyone seems to have a connection to someone in another town, province. And we rallied the troops, so to speak. So, look, at the bottom line is it was unbelievable what those folks. Uh, you know what? I, I think if it, the way it washed out, if let's assume they didn't win, I think a couple of things. The consolation prize was $25,000. And I think everyone knows where Renews New Brunswick is. That's the worst case scenario. The best case scenario is they win and they did. But yeah. there are people who now know where Renews is and the Tom Dunn of an arena. And they know who Tom Dunn of an is. And they certainly know who Tom Dunn is. Thomas Dunn is as well. So it was, look, it was just one of those initiatives that was done for all the right reasons. It was about coming together as a community. It was about healing as a community. 
as many of them said, uh, Jerry, through the course of various interviews and conversations, before they won, they had felt as though they won. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I had no doubt that it, they were going to win. I had no doubt. The way that you, the, the way that it steamrolled and how everybody in the community was involved. Mm-hmm. And, and picture this. I mean, we, they talked about the population of Renews. Mm-hmm. Everybody wanted to help. Mm-hmm. Here you have, they were up against a, a town that had 55,000 yeah. people in Alberta. Right. And you can see they're going on in one vote. Okay, I, right. I did my vote. Here, we were involved. We, we, we got our hands dirty, got our sleeves rolled up, and made sure that that, that Renews was going to win that and I, event. I, I think, Jerry, don't quote me, I think uh, I Google mapped uh, that community in Quebec. It was like a suburb of Montreal. So mm. it had volume. Yes. And we took them all down. Yes. Um, so Very good, proud. Yes. Very proud of the folks who put that together. Craft Hockeyville 2019 went the way of Tom Donovan Arena in the... It was Renews. an exciting part of the winter. It was exciting. It was unbelievable. And to have been there that night, just, it was unbelievable. Yeah. All right. Anything else we should catch up on here? Will you give us a quick dissertation on your Moncton Wildcats? <laughs> okay, I will. Okay. Well, here we are now. Uh, the uh, the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League is going into their final, of which Halifax is going to play Runaranda. Now, there was a long period of time where everybody thought, well, Drummondville got all stocked up with the Valenos and the Comtois and, and so forth, that they were going to be the ones that are going to go against Runaranda for the final. Here's Halifax. Came and played some defense and got that one. Halifax eliminates Moncton in the second round. Moncton, again, for the second year in a row, upsets the fourth-ranked team in Bay Como in six games, or in seven games, rather, uh, to advance to the next round. Not only do they do it, they do it by winning two games on the road after being down 3-2, going to the other team's rink and winning both games on the road to take it in seven. And overall, I thought, a very productive season that had a coaching change All right. that was necessary and needed. And I think the fellow that they have, John Torchetti, who is going to be now uh, the head coach for another three years, is going to mon- uh, uh, mold that team into what he wants. And he never had that opportunity the first time. All right. So that's a turning point for you right there. Right. And uh, would the city of Moncton and uh, Mr. Irving and the rest of the Moncton Wildcats organization consider season one in the Avenir Center to be a success? Both Absolutely. On, on and off the ice? Absolutely. Yeah. And the reason I asked that again and, and, and call me out on it, I was a little disappointed, Jerry. I'll be honest. And I'll, I realize they're midweek and I get it. But some of those playoff crowds were thin. It's always the case, though, Patty. It's different than uh, with Junior A. You have a loyal following, and you do have some season ticket holders here for Junior A. That is true. In Moncton, there's a lot of corporate. There's a lot of corporate season tickets. So those tickets are sold, and then whatever you sell, walk up, that's added, and that's your attendance. In the last stages of the regular season, you saw attendance. Uh, 6,800, 7,000. Everybody's got the flex tickets that they're all giving to people and everybody's coming to make sure all their season tickets have been, or all their tickets that they have over the season, season ticket holders or not, were making the rush at the end. Then you go to the playoffs, you don't have that corporate season ticket. They're not buying the playoff package. Okay, so you have more AVA walk up and that's where you get the number discrepancy between regular season and playoffs. That's the way it's been explained to me. I accept that theory. Okay. But less than 4,000 people? Come on. You can't tell and me. Again, yes. And midweek game, they're tough, Patty. A Tuesday, Wednesday night, back to back. And they never had. That was the thing. Playoffs, that I, though? I, playoffs? I know. <laughs> that's, that's why I felt at times 
uh, Moncton's schedule was hard on them because they had to play back-to-backs all the time. Every other series, uh, you play a home game, a separate, you know, have a day off, and then play your next home game. Where Moncton had both of theirs back-to-back, and it's a tough one. Which, do, which one do you decide to go to? Do you go to the Tuesday night or the Thursday night? Well, the mm. Thursday night might draw more because then you're rolling into Friday. Who doesn't like a Thursday night out? But again, I, it, it's a tough one, Patty. A Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, during the week in uh, early April is not an easy sell and not knowing the opponent very well because it's not a rival. Baycoma was not a rival, and, but the pure hockey people were there. Let's move on. Yeah. Uh, and go ahead and analyze or just pick a team. Uh, Ruin Aranda, Halifax. Go ahead. Well, Ruin Aranda was the cream of the crop all season long. With And, you know, they ran in the first round of the C, of the uh, playoffs. They ran into Schwinnigan. Schwinnigan finished with the last team to make the playoffs. And they took them to six games mm-hmm. because Schwinnigan had a goaltender that stood on his head. Mm-hmm. That's how much a goaltender can make a, be a factor in a playoff series. Since then, they've cruised along. And they've got the best offense and they got the best defense. Uh, Halifax will have the hands full. And, and sitting down and talking to folks during the season, Neil Hodge being one of them who writes for the Times Transcript and has followed the Moncton Wildcats in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League for many, many years, uh, said to me, Halifax has a great team. I don't know if they can beat Runaranda in a playoff series, but they, in a Memorial Cup series, they could take him on one-on-one for a one-game showdown. So what he was saying was, I don't know if Halifax has enough to make uh, win the President's Cup, but I th- certainly think as a host, they can win the Memorial Cup. I have no toe in this water. And by the way, he didn't pick a team there. Okay. Go ahead first. Both of them are going to the Memorial Cup. How's that, first of all? Right. Because Halifax is the host. Right. And I would have to say, Rune Aranda just seems to have the power throughout the lineup. Not that a no disrespect to Halifax They've got the defense, too. Uh, I just think Rune Rand is, has been crowned a long time ago, and I think they should win. I am casual, passive at best, but it seems as though, is it Gravel for Halifax? Yes. It seems as though he seems to be the weak link in there. Frankie Gravel's son. Who's Frankie Gravel? Uh, Frankie Gravel was, and now, I, again, I'll stand corrected on this. Frankie played for the Packers. For I don't know if it was a season or what, and then went serious? to Europe, played in Europe too as a as a goaltender, because I think young Alexi Gravel, who's the goaltender for the for the uh, Halifax Mooseheads, I think he was born overseas while Frank was playing in uh, Europe playing hockey. Why didn't you tell me this before I went off on him? Like well, I mean, like come on, went off on that who? Well, I said Gravel seems to be the weak link, and now you're telling me his father played well, for the Well, no, Packers? he hasn't. He, he, and that was, that was uh, the suspect about uh, Halifax. Halifax tweaked their lineup throughout the season, added some great Bathurst players that, of course, won the Memorial Cup last year and the President's Cup, and tweaked their lineup throughout, but didn't touch the goaltending and during the trade period. And people thought, well, they should have had some sort of insurance backup for Gravel. Now, Gravel had a rough start to the playoffs, but he has been playing very, very well here of late, and I think he's really found his uh, mojo, if you will. Another plug, HockeyDB.com. Spent a few hours on that one, Jerry. <laughs> Francois Gravel. You ready for this? Yes. Um, on the home stretch of his uh, pro career before he went across seas for uh, European pro mm-hmm. hockey. Uh, let me see here. Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, St. John Beavers. Yeah. St. Jean Beavers, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Shewinigan Cataracts. And then on the home stretch, 
1990-91, three games with Moncton, and then 1991-92, they list him here as with the Charlottetown Islanders. But you're saying somewhere along that corridor, he was a Miramichi Packer, and I love it. So I apologize for going off on uh, Gravel, the goalie. I could be wrong on that, Patty, but I thought he did play a season with the Packers. No, no, okay. But well, I could be wrong. That's what this is all about. That's why I refer to him as Frankie, because there was, a, there was something about him and Miramichi that that uh, seems to be in the back of my mind I'm not exactly sure how much the other thing we're going to play catch up on here is uh, the uh, north and south ask regional Cobras won a high school mm-hmm. hockey provincial title yes. uh, for the first time ever so a little uh, tip of the cap to uh, the Cobras and uh, man oh man it's uh, been a while since there's been a high school hockey title in our area and well and the girls got very close the Palamu girls got very close an overtime loss away from going to the final four mm-hmm. of which once you got there you certainly have a great shot at it uh, so um, uh, they were very close too you and I differ on our outlooks on the NHL we've had this conversation uh, on many a phone call uh, <laughs> you'll watch pretty much any game you just like a good game and I respect that uh, but uh, I get a little uh, less than uh, excited about uh, no Canadian teams again we've had this conversation you go over quality I go for geography um, you will sit down and watch a Dallas St. Louis game will you not oh absolutely and what are you liking so far here uh, I would look at first and foremost uh, and I'll lay myself on the line no genius am I I've never pretended I was I went 0 for 8 on my series picks in round one. Oh, for eight. Oh, for eight. Yeah. I had Dallas and San Jose. I picked Dallas to beat Nashville. I had San Jose. It looked bleak. But again, Dallas beating Nashville, you flipped a coin on that one because that. No, no. I just felt Dallas was ready and Nashville's on the slide. If you look at Nashville, you watch enough Dallas- Nashville's President Cup, then they, they uh, lose in the second round to, uh, or, or uh, uh, lose in the final, lose in the second round of the Jets. They lose the first round this year. They've, they've been a, a steady down slope for them and that's because decline. this great decline because of this great defense they have is getting older and pk suban's not the man i I, anyway, just, I, I just can't that's what's my sense i guarantee you that if i knew 10 people nine would be too much five is too low i would say seven of those 10 people were taking nashville in that series all day long sure and you, you're telling me you've watched enough Dallas Stars hockey to go, well, let me I'm going with this way. I saw Dallas in the last two weeks play the Jets twice. Oh. Beat them at home and beat them down there. And they certainly were, they seemed to have a team that was on the cusp, let's say. They're due. They were due, just like San Jose's due. I think San Jose have that, that for me, have that warm, fuzzy feeling. I would really like to see Joe Thornton win a Stanley Cup. And I think getting by, and it's, it's sometimes it's always the case, getting by that first tough first-round opponent of which Vegas was, and we can go back and talk about <laughs> and I'd love, I'd love to talk about it, uh, the five-minute major that they got lost in the series. Give me a break. They were up three games to one. They were up three-nothing with nine minutes left, and you get a five-minute major. Okay, in your lifetime, have you ever heard of any team scoring four times on a five-minute major? No, I agree with you, but it's a bullshit call. Absolutely. But I, but, I get it. Okay, but suck it up. Listen, give up and one. And get the puck out of the zone. Give up one, maybe two. Exactly. I get it. I get it. Four, come on. Yeah, four, come on is what right. What kind of team are you? No, Anyways, I, I, I love Gerard Gallant. I love and I... I, I, I appreciate and respect the way that the the Knights play and the way they've built that team here they had a here they went from uh 
Carlson and Marceau and, and Riley on their front line all last year. And they added Stone, Pacioretty, and Stasny, which was a 1A, 1B. They had a great lineup. I can't believe they lost. But again, getting back to San Jose, came back, and I think they have that going for them now in trying to win it for Joe. I think the uh, endearing thing that I'll take away from that series uh, when uh, Gallant was uh, addressing the media, uh, and maybe it was a day or two removed. I'm not necessarily limiting it to the, the night of Jerry, but I, I think he said something to the effect, and I'm paraphrasing here at best, um, that uh, he found this first round loss harder to swallow than the Stanley Cup loss of last year. Sure. Well, you're up 3-1, Patty, really. I know, I know. And they're dynamite at home. How they lost... You know, two games. Well, they lost San Jose, and then they went back there. Lost game six. Had them on the ropes. Lost game six on a shorthanded goal in overtime. See, I followed it very closely. Yes, you did. Shorthanded goal in overtime, and then have to go back and play a game seven on another team's ring. I have no uh, toe. And up 3 nothing with nine minutes left. I have no toe in this water whatsoever because my, uh, god-awful, That's painful. my god-awful Oilers were so painful to watch. I mean, come <laughs> on. Yeah, I mean, with Malone there, it was exciting. You know what I mean? Yes. I got a little second wind, if you will, but my. They may win an AHL title. The Condors uh, yeah. could win an AHL Walking title. Walking down the streets of Bakersfield. Remember that one? <laughs> yes, I love it. Dwight Yoakam and Buck Owens. And Buck Owens, yeah. yes. With his uh, red, white, and blue guitar. Yeah, okay. Well, about the NHL playoffs, and it doesn't bother me. And first thing, once you had, well, first of all, Toronto. First you want once you get Toronto knocked out and the Jets knocked out and Calgary shocked the hell out of me that they lost to Colorado. Colorado, good team. I don't know what, Colorado, what Calgary's doing where their top guns aren't doing it for them. Anyways, soon as that happens, you see Don Cherry change his tone and goes, well, St. Louis, all their coaching staff is Canadian and 16 of their guys are Canadian. So that's where they're going to pique your interest in that there's still Canadians involved. And I know there's Canadians all over the league. There's more Canadians on these teams than anybody. Yes. But I like good hockey, and those teams played good hockey. Columbus played great hockey to upset Tampa Bay. Uh, 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 The Islanders played great hockey to beat Pittsburgh, and they're entertaining games. If you watch them, it is a fast-moving, quick... You're thinking quick out there, and I appreciate good hockey. Oh. I don't care if it's not a Canadian-based team. Uh, I See, I do. That's my own cross to bear. You and I differ there. Um, you, you scoffed at me the other night for uh, watching the Jays game when there was a hockey game on. But again, I'm less than interested now. I have... The thoughts of okay, maybe was Guerrero there or not? If you if you're watching the Jays and Guerrero wasn't there yet, then I I do still scoff at that. I absolutely was watching because the Giants were in for two games. Oh yeah, right. Okay, and it was I, it was nice to catch them in a time zone that wasn't at eleven thirty at night. <laughs> but again, Jerry, I just don't get excited about seeing Columbus take on Dallas in the finals. You know what I mean? So yes. uh, that doesn't. And I think Gary Bettman and the Brain Trust, of the NHL down there in Manhattan's going, holy shit! I hope these teams don't meet. But maybe I'm wrong. But you like a game, game uh, and I appreciate... There's a lot of small market teams that are in it, if you just think about it. I know, Jerry. I, I guess, look at... I, I, I know, and it's not exciting for the average fan. Like, I'll be honest with you. Say you and I are... Say you're coming home from work and you call me and we're having a chat. Mm-hmm. And then you say, okay, Quinn, I got to go. The Blue Jackets are on TV tonight. I'll likely never talk now, to you again. I'll harping on the Blue Jackets. Well, I mean, well, whatever. Dallas. Okay. Boston's playing the Blue Jackets. Have you watched a game? I've watched a couple of periods. It's fun. It's good hockey. I've Both watched, teams, very talented. I've watched a couple of periods. Yes. Absolutely. And I have, a, I have, there's a part of my soul that loves Boston. 
Um, I think Boston is my de facto team right now mm-hmm. because they have the most history. Again, I'm, and geography's playing at the... Patrice Bergeron played up in Bathurst. 100%. Brad Marchand played in Moncton. Right. Played in Halifax. And I know... Maritimer. Fi- and I know 500 Bruins fans. It makes it easy to sure. get involved because you want to keep up in a conversation. There's a reason you can be behind a team if you dig, dig into it. But Boston's an easy one. It's the close proximity. Yes. You know? You're, you can't Boston, have, Montreal, about the same distance from us. You're calling me out here. You can't have it both ways. You're, you're, you're slamming me for not watching the games. I'm telling and, you and, and why and you're you could me, get behind another team that's not Canadian. And then you're giving it to me for watching the Jays. Like, <laughs> I'm not giving it to you. You gave it to me. I'm telling you one thing. Here we go. I'm watching the Jays now that Guerrero's there. Thank you. And if you would ask Mark Noel why the, the, the Guerrero wasn't called up, it was all financial. Why he wasn't called up before now. No, see... I don't believe or a year contract or something. Yeah, they, they would have had to burn a year. Something paperwork wise. Yeah, they would have had to burn yes. a year on them. Just shy of a million people. Just shy of a million people watched his debut. However, there was no spike in the attendance. There was a lot of blue seats in those yeah. at the uh, Sky Dome. I think it was like Listen 22, 23, 18. Sky Dome. Like thousand. A, like it's 1989. Yeah. What do they call yeah. it now? What is it called? Rogers uh, Center? Rogers Center. Okay, Rogers Center. Yeah. yeah. But you know, I've and 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 you saying about the baseball, and I and I'm hooked back up on baseball. But I'm I'm very much more excited to watch the Jays with Vladdy Guerrero. I want to see everything he does, and he made some great plays in his opening game, some defensive plays, which I'm glad. Right. I don't want him sitting on the bench. I don't want him DHing. Right. I want him to play. Yes. And uh, it, it excites me to watch him. Now, the other thing, Jerry, in communication with folks who have reached out, who have listened into uh, the various podcasts, is they like old times, they like stories, and mm. they, they like to know more about uh, the guests. Uh, so uh, maybe we'll uh, end on a, a couple of just, uh, let's get to know Jerry Green here. Uh, if no, I had no. to, no, but not necessarily get to know Jerry Green, but if we'll just start a topic <laughs> of conversation here and get people going. If you had to pick five of your all-time favorite sports-themed movies, let's, uh, let's walk down that road together. Sports themes movie. Well, I don't know how many times I've seen this movie, but Field of Dreams I've seen, I don't know how many times. And it never gets old. Never gets old. Thank you very much. And this is a a sports theme movie, but it was, you know, uh, Caddyshack I've watched numerous times. Slapshot, all kinds of times. You're putting Caddyshack at the top of this list? I'm putting Caddyshack in the top five. Are you really? Yes. Wow. And it's not a, again, your definition of sports theme movies and mine might be different things. Golf's involved with Caddyshack, but it's no, a no. common. I, look at it. I'm not disagreeing with you. I would consider Caddyshack to be a sports-themed movie, but I wouldn't put it in my top five. Well, all right. I think you're going to regret you that You asked me what my top five was? Oh, okay. Sorry. And again, you're giving this to me right off the hop, and I've got to think off the Yeah, off. but obviously that's what this is about. A Miracle on Ice. Wow. Love that movie. Mm-hmm. Saw it many times. I, I think it was authentic because, and this will blow your mind, I don't think I've ever, ever, if I've ever told you this, but the assistant coach for the United States was Craig Patrick. When the strike was on in the NHL, I was doing radio for the Moncton Wildcats, oh. and Patrick was in town. I did, and he was in, there was a weekend set, and he was there for both games, and it was the anniversary of the Miracle on Ice. Holy shit, that's okay. awesome. It was awesome. I got him on two nights in a row oh. for different intermissions. Wow. And that's what we talked about. And he gave me the, he said it was the exact, it was. So, so, so let me, let me jump in. Let me get into your head. Are, are you going to him knowing, knowingly that it's the anniversary? Is he telling you, hey, by the way, this is the. Oh, no, I knew it was the anniversary. Okay. It was okay. in the news. Okay. And he just happened to be in town. Okay. So I have an affection towards the Miracle on Ice. My daughter loved the movie too. Sure. And I thought. And her Brooks, how can you not get behind yes. that story? And he had little inside details about, you know, the part where 
they uh, they shut off the lights because yes. they're doing the, they're again. Doing the man makers again. Okay, the widow makers, whatever you want to call it. Again, he yes, uh, he was not the one on the whistle. It was it was Brooks was on the whistle. He said they did that in the th- for the movie. It was the other way around. Oh yeah, a little yes. poetic license. I think right. you would call anyway, that. Anyway, so little inside things like that. But most of the stuff was authentic, not, and that's what he said. Uh, the game was not shown in the United States live. No, it wasn't. Well, remember when I told you about the podcast or the recording of uh, Mad Dog? Chris Chris Russo right. was interviewing the producer for ABC of the Miracle on Ice or that that. Uh, Olympic program and he got into all the details about why they couldn't and how they delayed everything and remember I sent you down that yeah you did yes a fascinating interview uh, the executive producer of that particular Olympics yeah you can look that up that that lives on on the the internet all right carry on go ahead are you considering Rocky boxing to be a a sports theme movie uh oh well, yes, I guess I'm considering Caddyshack a sports theme movie. Well, yes, yeah, okay. by that rationale, movie. you have to. Yes, yeah, absolutely. I would have to. Yes, if you have a gopher. Yes, you, Caddyshack. You yes, I guess that's a stretch a little bit. No, no, it's not. But I enjoy the movie immensely. I enjoy Slapshot immensely and and uh, Miracle on Ice. And I'm thinking more hockey themes than other. And you're going to throw some out there that I'm thinking, oh, yeah, that would be. I'm not throwing too. anything out. I, I put well, my... you're going to. No, I'm not. And uh, I, I think you're always I... enjoyed. Uh, the rookie always See, enjoyed the, rookie. The, the one thing that I'm shocked that you haven't come at me yet with this is you've you've glossed Again, off the top of my head. No, no, but you've glossed over some great and you're a football guy. You've glossed over some football movies here. I mean, you got to you got to consider a Rudy in your top 10. We are Marshall Friday Night Lights. Sure. Um, I was thinking more hockey. What's the one with Denzel well, there? Um, oh, uh, my. Remember the Titans. Yeah. Sorry. Remember the Titans. Yes, absolutely. I'm going Field of Dreams all day long and yes. a day of the week. Yeah. Absolutely, I'm going with Field of Dreams. See, I'm not a big Bull Durham guy, although you are. Well, no, I could, again, it's something that you bring up that, yes, I must have watched 25 times. All right, I'm going to allow Caddyshack, so you must allow this one. I got to go with the original Major League. I thought that was a classic. Absolutely. Ca- yes. Classic. Yes. <laughs> Some of the lines in that are so endearing. Iconic. And if that if that is on on a Sunday afternoon, you can bet your bottom dollar that I'm watching it. Yes. All I'll the, watch it through the commercials. I don't care. All day long. Yes. Um, I got to go with Remember the Titans. If I had to pick a football theme movie, I'm going with that one. If I, I had if you said what's your top 5 football, what's your top 5 baseball, what's your top 5 hockey, you know, I was programmed or wired there for hockey for the first bit. Um, mo- most might slam me on this one. I, I, I got to consider. I got to give Rudy some serious consideration. I love the story. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I love the fact, you know, everyone likes an underdog story. You know what I mean? Have they made a good sports theme movie in the last couple of years that I'm that we're missing? Well, I would make the case. I think Sandra Bullock the, had a good run there with uh, Blindside there on that. Oh uh, uh, yes, that, that was a good movie. And on the one, and you tell me if you've seen it or not. That wrestling movie that you and I wanted to see. Have you seen it? Holy shit. Randy the Ram, the wrestler, yes. Have you never watched no, that? No, no. The one with the girl from oh, Britain. The one where I came out of my chair. Yes. Yeah, The Rock's in it. What's it called? Um, Fighting for the Family or something like yes. that. Yes, have you seen it? Uh, I have not. I'd love to see it. They showed the previews at Cineplex and they didn't bring it in. Didn't bring it in? Yeah. So that's what I mean by current, anything current, but stuff like that. I know, but you've seen the rest. So, so we're there to see, is the glass? Was that the movie we were there to see? Yes, it was. So we're there to finish that trinity together. And this comes on, and I'm like, oh, holy shit, and the rock, and the wrestling, mm-hmm. and 
what do he say? Don't try and be the next me, be the best you or something like that. It's oh, like, you'll never forget that. Oh, man, I came out of my seat. <laughs> oh, you know what? I'm glad you said that, too. The wrestler, I would have forgotten that one. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was a okay, killer movie. Okay, consider that a drama or a sports movie. Uh, it's a sports drama. <laughs> How's that? I mean, Randy the Ram and I know Mickey Rourke's comeback. There was there was lots of like about that. I'm drawing a blank on other ones though. I know, yeah. I feel like this could go on for for forever. Yes. When you say the rookie, you talking about the one where Dennis Quaid got the call up from yes. the Texas high school? To yes. The, yeah. Yes. Yeah, that wasn't bad. Yeah. I yeah, like that, that wasn't one. bad. Good song from Steve Earle and soundtrack too. Yeah. I'll never get sick of Slapshot. I can watch that anytime, anywhere. Right. And I'll never get sick of Major League. I can watch that anytime, anywhere. Okay. I can watch Field of Dreams anytime, anywhere. Oh, yeah. Slapshot anytime, anywhere. doesn't matter. And if, if I get a you know, 10-minute clip of it or, or if I miss the start of it and get to only see the back end of it, I'll watch it. You know, but you know, same with Field of Dreams. If I miss a part, I'll just pick it up where it left off. If it's on regular TV, I'm saying. I yeah. would suggest in my own world that the scene where Moonlight Graham and Ray have that conversation in the doctor's office mm-hmm. to be probably the best five minutes of yeah. cinema. Oh, there's some great parts oh, there. Some just, very... Just fantastic. You know, pure, you know, f- philosophical baseball guys. And, uh, and you know, of course, uh, the addition of... Um, what character does he play? What's the name of the writer? And I've seen it 20 times. Field of Dreams? Yeah. Terrence Mann. Terrence Mann, yeah. And just James Earl Jones. That angle of it all, oh. too. You know, it's so poetic. Ray. Yeah. People will call him Ray. <laughs> I mean, just come on. Just out of this world. I get shivers just thinking yeah. of it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, Jerry, we're on the home stretch here. We'll wrap things up. Uh, listen, uh, thanks again to uh, head coach of the Chatham Senior Ironman, Mark. That was fun. Noel for joining us. Yeah, some insight there. Mark's a dandy. He's a beauty, as a matter of fact. And to have him in here was just fantastic. First home game, uh, fans, is coming up on June 6th. Get out there and support Hale's crew. Uh, the Miramichi Twins are off for the Nationals. Uh, don't forget about your Intermediate Cardinals and your uh, Chatham Head Tigers. Uh, lots of ball this summer. Get out there and support uh, the teams, they could use your attendance at the gates. That's all important. Now, the next couple of steps in the podcast, Jerry, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'm flying by night here. I really don't know where to go with it. Uh, although I do know that uh, talking old times has sparked many great memories and many great threads and conversations. So we'll likely continue down uh, that uh, trajectory. Uh, Ryan going- Summers has already committed himself uh, to a round number two. Josh McCormick has loved everything about it. Uh, so uh, we'll have to get him in here for a second time. You're the uh, one common denominator, so you'll be in and out uh, moving forward. If you remember, we've got to do that Riverman thing, but I don't know if it, we wait till the hockey season starts because we're rolling well, into baseball now. Here, here's the thing. If we're going to do the Riverman thing, yeah. Jamie Henderson's got to be in here, so we'll wait till Row. Row. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Look at I could go. Oh. I want to almost do that right now. I, I remember that so well, mm-hmm. and you had a front row seat for it. Because you did the broadcast there. You know what? And now oh, that's for another time. Yeah. That was fascinating. Do you have an old program there to make sure we don't miss that? I'm pretty sure I do. Okay. You sure? I'll tell you who does too. Oh, Jason Sproul comes to mind I too. I know. I'm pretty sure I do. Okay. Absolutely. I think I got a yearbook. I remember the people they picked up to take to the Nationals. That's how much of a loser yes, I am. Yes, I know you are. And yeah. Wow. Don't be shy, folks. Reach out there. Fire us a message on your uh, device of uh, choice uh, through your channel of choice. Please subscribe. Please share. Thanks for your time. Yeah, as always. And we'll do it again sometime.